This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Hello and welcome to the Property Investors Handbook podcast series. I'm your host, Adam Bell, and once again here in the studio with me is Colleen Sutherland from Sutherland's Property Management Group. Welcome, Colleen. Thank you so much. Excellent. <laughs> Another really interesting topic today um, that I'm sure a lot of um, property investors, um, homeowners think about, and that is final inspection and bond claims. So when a, a tenant's moving out and, um, you know, probably new ones coming in or, or the investors moving in them themselves. So um, a hot topic for tenants and, um, and owners. Can you explain to me what a bond claim is? And I guess that's probably from both perspectives, from both the tenant and the, the, the landlord. And the landlord, yes. So the claim can be made by the tenant because it is the tenant's money uh, that's sitting with the with the bond board. However, a landlord can make a claim if there's money owing after the end of the tenancy. So it could be rent or water or cleaning or something like that and they can make a claim on the bond um, through the bond board. Okay, sure. Now, can you explain how a, a final ins inspection works and how its outcome plays a, a role in a, in a bond claim? So your final inspection is um, an inspection that is more than just your routine inspections that you've had during the tenancy. So when you've given notice to the agent or landlord or vice versa, that to me is when the process of vacating the property begins. So it can be 60 days, I get it, and you think, ah, oh, it's too far away. Yep. But then if you've left it and you've left it to the last minute and then you've got to scramble to get it all uh, cleaned up and ready to hand over. So the final inspection will be an in-depth inspection of the property that needs to be clean and left in the same or similar condition to when they moved in. Okay. And when is that when is that inspection done? Is that inspection done still during the the dates on the on the tenancy agreement? Is it is it done before the tenancy actually finishes or is it afterwards? So just say you're moving out on the 30th of the month. The inspection gets done once you've handed in the keys, which means you've right. handed over possession right. and you're claiming that the property is good and ready, ready to be handed over and ready for the inspection to be done. You can either attend the inspection with the agent or the landlord and that's a pre-arranged appointment or you can do your inspection, your final inspection and then the agent landlord will do theirs. Sure. And when you do an inspection like that and you find things that still need to be attended to, is the tenant given the opportunity to address those those things and, mm. and to come back and, I guess, is there a final, final inspection? <laughs> <laughs> there can often be lots of inspections. <laughs> but what happens is when you've given notice, you and I can only speak from our, our office, is that we will acknowledge that you've given notice, confirm that you're moving out on this date and this is what you do. So you'll get a set of uh, documents that will, that's an exit report. You'll get a, probably get a copy of your entry report. You'll get checklists on what we'll look for and you'll get che checklist on what you need to do to move from the property. So whether it's mail, stop your direct deposits, all that sort of thing to help you to move so that when you've gone and money's not still coming out and go, oh my God, I'm still paying rent. So you need to have stopped all of that. Um, and then... Uh, you'll get an exit report. As the tenant, 
the tenant will get the report. That is the tenant's opportunity to go through and check everything and go, oh, I didn't clean the bins or um, I haven't cleaned the oven or something like that. It's sort of a, sure. a little a little trigger for you. So that when you move, the final inspection can be done swiftly and the transaction can be finalised as quickly as possible. Sure. However, if you've handed in the keys and you've done, oh, that's enough because I, I can come back because I'm really busy um, and I can come back, you may not get the opportunity to come back because under the legislation, the agent or landlord don't have to give you any time. You've had 60 days to move. Um, that's 60 days. I Why was, do you I was need another say day? Because so? any, every day that it's empty is costing a, a landlord It'll money. cost the landlord money, yes, or we've got another tenant to move in three, five business days. Mm. Now I've got to you know, push everybody along so I can get the property ready for the next tenant. So many questions here, so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> but the one that did come to mind, what, what happens when you've done, say, the, the exit report and the tenant doesn't agree with it, i.e., um, we said the walls need to be clean and the tenant says they are clean. Mm. Um, what, who determines what is clean? And do you get many scenarios like that? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I would have thought so not, so. Not every tenancy ends in a bond claim because the bond can only be claimed if there is something that needs doing or you need to still pay the rent or the water. Where I've gone in and I've had a look and Clean is the definition of clean is if it can be removed, it's not clean. Right. Yeah. So if it can't be removed, like it's aged paint, then um, it just looks aged and uh, it, it'll probably need painting. So if it needs painting, it just needs to be clean and then I'll get the painter in, get the landlord to paint the property. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What, what are some of the common issues um, that you do find in, in, a, final, in a final expect that, that, I guess the most common one that does lead to a, to a bond claim. The most common one is cleaning. So it has to be reasonably cleaned. We can't um, enforce a professional bond cleaner. We suggest one because often when you're moving out of this house and moving into that house, that house is all exciting now because, you know, I'm setting it up. And all you want to do is get rid of I that one. Yeah. Don't want to go back there. That's an old problem that I yeah. just don't want to have to deal with. <laughs> so mm. we would recommend that you would get a professional cleaner because I've got all my stuff out, someone else can clean it, and if there is an issue, the cleaner goes back. But if you've cleaned it and you haven't done the oven properly or you haven't cleaned all the cobwebs off or whatever, or you need to go redo the shower, you have to go back and do it instead of getting your cleaner to do it. So sure. if you employ a cleaner, make sure they have a guarantee that they will go back and then we just send them back. So the most the most common one is cleaning. Sure. I'm going to ask you uh, a question that relates to me, actually, okay. because um, I am renting and uh, I, I've thought about this problem for whenever I move out, whenever it's, it's going to happen at the time I move out. So uh, there's a lamp, uh, not a lampshade, a, a light fitting, a... Mm -hmm. um, uh, cover that was broken, mm -hmm. um, so it's just got the, the globe there now. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to need to replace that. I've been to every light shop on the planet, or across the Gold Coast, let's say, and I can't get one. No. They don't exist anymore. So well, we, What am I going to do? Yeah, and a lot of people panic on that one, but if that light shade is not no longer common and you can't buy it anymore... Yep. The agent or the landlord might just ask for a nominal co uh, compensation. Sure. Because 
it was there, it's not there, you can't get one, Could just compensate for right. it. So um, no landlord or agent can ask you to change that light fitting okay. because that's unreasonable. Sure. Okay. And would I just allow them to take that out of the, out of the bond then when I, I leave? Would that be a good idea? With, with your bond claim? Yeah. No, no. If, if they want a contribution towards the, the light, mm. um, do I just say take that out of my bond when I leave? My personal um, tip would be no. It would be you've got a list of what you owe. You agree that you owe a week's rent and the water and I've got to mow the lawn and I need to rep- yep. compensate for that light fitting and I owe $500, my tip to you would be pay the $500 so you can claim the whole bond back. And why is that? Because when um, you go and apply for another property and one of the questions that gets asked is, did you refund the tenant's bond? And I have to say, no, it was this, this, this and this. You'll sort of slip down the pile of, Ah, yeah. And I know it's easy to take it out of the bond because you go, oh, that money's there, just take it out of that. But that has repercussions or can have repercussions of, well, well, why didn't you pay that rent before you left? Sure. Look, what a great tip. What a great yeah, tip. Yeah, yeah. No, something I would never have thought of. Okay, now our listeners out there are probably waiting for me to ask this question, I would imagine. I'm going to open the, the, the can of worms. Yeah. Fair, wear and tear. <laughs> You know, we get asked that a lot. What the hell is fair wear and tear and who gets to determine what it is? So fair wear and tear is considered that during the course of living. So if you've, you know, scuffed that door because, um, you know, you drag something through or something like that, something very basic or the carpet is worn from this is where I walk all the time and the carpet is worn, that's wear and tear. Yep. And the knock on the um, the architrave of the door, that would be fair wear and tear too because it's not malicious. Um, if you've taken the architrave off the wall, right. you know, like dragging yep. the fridge through, yep. then that's not wear and tear. Um, that would be considered damage or you would need to fix that. Okay. Yeah. Give me some examples of what tenants have thought is fair wear and tear that isn't. Pet damage. Okay. <laughs> That's not fair wear okay, and tear. Okay, so the fact that my dog goes in and out our uh, fly screen in the in the door and that's all that that's not fair wear and tear. If it's a doggy door? No, it's not a doggy door. Okay. He's, he's just gone through the fly screen. Yeah, no. That's not wear and tear. <laughs> oh, <bugger. laughs> no, that's not wear and tear. Um but what is not wear and tear is if you have pushed the chair back to the wall and it's dented the wall or um, like your bed head or anything like that that's actually made a dent or a hole. None of that is wear, fair wear and tear. Okay. One other one that we get quite regularly is where a door handle has gone through the wall, you know, yep, because yep. the door the stop is missing. Yep. So if you've reported that that door stop has come off or it's broken through the general course of use, and you've reported it and the landlord agent hasn't got that fixed and the door handle goes through the wall, that's not the tenant's responsibility. That's the landlord agent. So such a minor little thing like a door stop prevents the hole in the wall. Sure. So, yeah. How do, how do Sutherland's, how do you guys at Sutherland's, you know, you know deal with the, the, the final inspection and because um, th- this must be the time when issues uh, arise. Where, it does. Where Two yeah. different, differing opinions on wear and tear, on, um, you know, what was on the, the, the 
you know, initial entry report versus the, the, the exit. How do you how do you manage that whole process? It's when we do the final inspection, we just go through and, and write it all down of what we see needs attention. Then we go back and check it against the entry report. So if that was on the entry report, there's nothing that we can do about it because if we've asked the landlord to do it, he didn't do it. It's like that. Yep. Um, however, if there's things that are on the final report that's not on the entry report, that's where the negotiation starts. You've got to go back um, and fix that. So I mentioned before that there's no legislation that indicates that you get any more time to go back after you've hand the, handed the keys in. But another piece of legislation tells us that we need to mitigate a loss to the tenant. So... Is it a, a loss that we could have prevented by you going back and fixing that or cleaning that yeah. and we've made an expense for no apparent reason? Mm. So we have to balance, you know, mitigating a loss but then, you know, not ha having that time to go back. Um, you would have got all these checklists. You would have got the final inspection. It's your choice whether you do that final inspection and look at those checklists and do what we – recommending yep. because if you don't then don't get upset with me when I tell you that you can't you don't have any time to go back now sure mm. sure so how uh, in your experience what sort of percentage of of you know when when you do handovers end up in in bond claims um look a bond claim and and like I said not everybody just pays that rent and and the water and whatever Take it out of the... Take it out of the Yeah, so bond. that's a bond claim and it's fa fairly straightforward. Right. Bond, another bond claim, it can be a bit more complex where we're not agreeing on the cleanliness, we're not agreeing on the lawns, you did break that and, and then that ends up in a bit of a dispute and they're the genuine claims that we need to make. And I'm going to say probably 25%. Okay. And sure. it's mainly because they haven't read the information or ask for advice. Sure. Because everything says, let me know if you've got a hand, need a hand. Yeah. Look, I said in a, in a previous episode just, um, you know, how having a property manager find the right tenant for you is, is worth all the fees you, you pay alone. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, it, it, it sounds to me it's, it's everything, you, you know, a lot of probably investors will probably think, you know, there's not much for you guys to do in the, in the course <laughs> of the tenancy, uh, even though there is. However... The amount of work and, 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 you know, services and value you provide at both the, the start and the end of the, the, the tenancy is just uh, just phenomenal. It is. I heard a throwaway comment the other day of they just collect the rent, don't they? And you really have to Take do a these deep ones breath. because there is so much more than that. So even though the tenancy may run along beautifully and then we come to the end and the wheels fall off, you know, all that we've – charge through that tenancy may all be absorbed at the end and working out the tenancy and going if we have to go to mediation or tribunal or something like that so mm. yeah and the amount of time you would be saving an investor for them to have to yep. do that themselves and the the minefield of, of knowing the legislation and and, mm. and everything mm. else so. that's right knowing mm. the legislation but taking the emotion out of it as well yeah, which is a common theme that yeah. keeps coming up in yeah. um, in these uh, podcast episodes. And uh, look, that's something because you do. You, you've said it to me before. Uh, uh, an investor, uh, a landowner, that it's their money. It's mm. their investment. It's you know, um, and it's worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of of dollars. And you've got the the tenants there with, uh, mm. and it's their house. And 
Um, it's but, managing the relationships, mm, yeah, mm. in the tenancy. That's right. Yeah. It's uh, look. It's a key piece. It, it's not a straight line from tenant to landlord. I'm seeing this as a triangle. And yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's with, right. With you at the top of the triangle, and um, yeah. and that's why you do need a great property manager such as Sutherland's to, to be able to handle all this for you. So, um, how look again? Almost out of out of time. But um, can you explain the importance of photographic evidence in in a, in a bond claim process? So at the start of the tenancy, you will have an entry condition report and how thorough that is, is vital to the end of the tenancy. So we'll have taken photos that that was clean, that was undamaged, there was no chips in the window, all that sort of thing. So when we go to do the end of it, we'll take a photo and say, well, the screen's cracked or um, the oven door's broken or something like that and you haven't reported it. Oh, the cleaner did that when she moved out, uh, when she was cleaning the house, cleaning the the cleaner did that when she was cleaning the oven or something like that. Yep. So that evidence then um, we can take into tribunal. So you've got mediation and then tribunal if you haven't been able to settle it. That that <sighs> evidence is, is vital. Or if I'm trying to get you to go back and mow the lawn and edge the lawn, I can show that you haven't mown it and you haven't edged it and I need to make a claim on your bond. So I have the onus of proof will be on the person who's claiming it on pl- claiming the tenant's money. So it'll be the landlord or the agent and I need to be able to prove why I'm making that claim on their bond. So if um, something has to go to tribunal, you do that on behalf of your, your clients? Yes, yeah, so that the tribunal, um, we mediation, so you have to be go through mediation and get a notice of unresolved dispute if you can't agree. Yep. They'll send you this bit of paper that says they're not agreeing, Mr Tribunal, they're going to come to court. So we make an application, we put all the evidence together and some of it, I've got photos of it, they can be screeds of paper wow. because of, we're like a solicitor going into court. I'm about to say, you're yeah. like, <laughs> you have to call know the how property to, managers but you're lawyers as well. Yeah, so we have to know how to present a property in, in, a, in a tribunal hearing and Again, like I mentioned, the onus of proof is on the person making the claim. Um, and so we have all our ducks in a row and we get it all together. And QCAT is separate to uh, residential tenancy. So there is a fee for for most agents that will charge to go to QCAT because sure. it's a whole separate thing and it doesn't come under tenancy legislation. It comes under the QCAT. Makes sense. Thing. Yeah. Makes sense. Look, it's been a, a, a wonderful to have you here to, today. I mean, there, there's so much more we could talk about with um, with all this. Maybe we'll do an, another episode um, on this again because it, it, it is such a such a hard one with, um, as I said, the triangle with the the owner, the tenants and, and you guys in the middle trying to trying to sort it all out. But look, that's another great reason why they should have you in the middle yeah. to, to, to sort it all out for them. I think I, so. I couldn't imagine trying to do that um that all by yourself. So yeah. once again, thanks for, for coming in, uh, um, Colleen. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can Google me at Sutherland's Property Management Group or my website is spmg.com.au. Fantastic. So join us again next week. These episodes drop every Thursday between four and six. So uh, ju- jump on next week and uh, look forward to seeing you again then. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks.